Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up, because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm in a long distance relationship effectively. I have an apartment in New York, a home in Connecticut and in the Hamptons and my fiance. Uh, and these are my fiance's homes, too. You know, we, sh- we are both share both the homes um, and we have a house in Needham, Massachusetts. And that's where his base is, Needham, Massachusetts. And my base has been in New York City and the Hamptons will be in Greenwich because it's closer to Massachusetts. But that is what our dynamic is we have chill we have children we have a dynamic we have a program that is what it is now my mind you many of the people that have been on this podcast have maybe not so popularly said that the secret to success is time to themselves giving a long leash having a long leash not um adhering to these ideals what everybody else thinks should be happening um things like that just things long distance works for people that, you know, as you, when you're 26, you think things are supposed to be in a little Tiffany blue box. And when you get to be older, you're choosing a partner. Well, partners are going to have their own families, their own dynamics, their own religions, their own lives, their own kids, their own exes, their own divorces, their own careers, their own hobbies, their own, uh, idiosyncrasies. So, you know, this is what we're doing. And I don't know what it would be like if we were together 365 days a year. It would be easier in certain ways, but it probably would be harder in other ways. I mean, just this is just the hand that we were dealt and this is and we choose each other because we love each other and we are absolutely a partnership and other people might judge that. Well, you know, you're not going to find someone that's the most amazing person for you 
and just toss them to the side because they're geographically undesirable. You know, I know somebody whose fiance had to move to Germany for three years for work. It sounds insane, but this is what they've chosen to do for their own lives and passions and careers. And, and, and many different things are part of who someone is. Their career is a part of their identity. Their parenting is part of their identity. So you're making choices for different reasons. The relationship is not always going to be the only thing that matters and that's important. And sometimes someone has to pick up their whole life and move somewhere for some, someone else. And sometimes both people have a serious job and can't, and it can be miserable. But other things can be miserable in other relationships. I want to talk about Will and Jada. Okay, I was on Jada's show. I really like her. I'd love to do something with her. I think she's interesting. So they, I guess, have come out publicly about the fact that they're not monogamous and they haven't been monogamous. She didn't tell me this. I didn't read the the article. I've just heard this in the sphere. So if I'm getting it wrong, you can absolutely correct me. But the bottom line is that they don't have a traditional marriage and they haven't always been monogamous or they won't always be monogamous or they aren't always monogamous. And they've had other actual relationships and people are talking about it and judging. Like, isn't it honestly their relationship and their business and they're still together? I talk to people on here all the time about successful relationships. They've been together for years. They have a nice family. They have nice kids. They're choosing to be together. They're choosing to stay together. They're choosing to live their own lives. They have an open family conversation. 60% ends up in divorce. So who the hell is going to judge the way someone wants to do something. Like, it's their business. They could do whatever they want. They could bring in ex- girls into the relationship. They could cross-dress. They could spank each other, hang from swings, go on vacations, have orgies. Can't they do whatever they want? Isn't it their marriage and their choice and their relationship? Like, aren't people allowed to live their own lives? You know, I, I, had all, I, I did a whole thing about parents bathing their kids and 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 said, am I weird because I bathe my child, you know? And, and I guess because... maybe because it's a pandemic and it's not clean and people were judging that, which I can understand more, I guess. But like, if it's working for you, do it. If people do, what is it? Co-sleeping where the whole family sleeps in the bed. Okay. Live your life. Um, people breastfeed till very old ages. I mean, you know, that could be, that's involving another person and a kid could be shamed and that could be a different story, you know? Um, but, but can people have the marriage that they want to have? Like, aren't they allowed to make their own rules? Life is hard enough. Marriage is hard enough. Being together with someone for decades cannot be easy. It's the same person and it can grow and you become a partner. But when someone's sick, I bet you they're both there for each other. When they have a big family event, I bet you they're both there for each other. And, um, when the shit goes sideways, they have a partner and they have a teammate. You don't have to, you don't have to have a one size fits all relationship, partnership, business partnership, parenting style, anything. Like, can't you just live your own goddamn life? When there's a hundred percent success rate of marriages, everyone should chime in and talk about Will and Jada's marriage. My guest today is Kristen Chenoweth. She is a doll. She is honest. She is a good person. She is funny. She is talented. She is tiny but tough. Broadway legend, actress, singer, Tony Award winner, Emmy winner, and philanthropist. I am such a fan of hers and all that she does. She has a body of work that's been defined by the combination of her extraordinary talent and nonstop work ethic. She's someone who is often underestimated but learned from an early age how to use that to her advantage. While she has many iconic roles, her own career highlights surprised me. Kristen's openness and honesty in this interview will show you why her friends insist that after all her fame, 
She's still just Christy from Oklahoma. Enjoy. So um, what is the part of your career that really truly is who you are the most, that defines you? If you had to give up all of it, what would be the one thing that you would, would keep? You can only do one thing in this career. Um, I, I mean, I love, I love making TV shows and I, lo- I love theater, obviously, as you know, but probably, and you're going to understand this, concertizing because I'm not beholden, I'm not playing a role. People get to see who I really am. I get to say through music what I want to say. It's my authentic truth. And what I've discovered is it might not be for everyone, but if you're drug along by your wife or your husband or your son or your daughter to one of my shows, you will. people say, I get to know you, and now I can't even get mad at you because that's your truth. If, if you're saying in your business, in your music, in your whatever company you run, your authentic truth, people might not, not everybody is what I'm trying to say, going to love it, but it's, they can't get too mad at it. Well, I think what you're saying, yes, people, I am polarizing. People love me, people hate me, but they believe me. They know that I'm telling the truth, that I'm telling my truth. So you're liking the connection. Like you're just, it's same as me. This is my favorite thing to do because it's communication and connection and as a talent, I assume that you're always just in some sort of a box, in some sort of a six-minute soundbite interview, having to promote something, to get into something, to get out of something. It's like directing traffic. You're not able to just breathe and be authentically yourself, playing roles too. And also, you again, I'm speaking to you because of you're an entrepreneur and you're constantly, I'm sure it's hard for you to turn your brain off like me at night, but people don't understand that I don't wake up tooting glitter and rainbows and unicorns. Like, life's hard, and nobody wants to hear that yes. from me. Nobody wants to hear that from me, nor they do, believe, nor right. do they believe it. But I know right. that I have sacrificed, and I have missed death, birth, wedding, anniversary. Um, I have missed some big, thing, big things in my family that – and I have not also. I've, I've been there as much as I can because we're very close, but – it's a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice with your family, with your spouse, with your children. If you have children, with I don't have children, but I have children. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I have cousins and people I take care of. And um, the fact that I, I what I've learned is I wake up. If I'm going to go do something, if I'm going to go do a movie, like tomorrow I'm shooting a movie, I'm going to... I don't know what kind of day it's going to be for me. I, I deal with chronic pain. I'm, I might say, hey, guess what, y'all? Today isn't my best day. Just want you to know right. so that I'm not like, hey. That's a good practice. So you can at least say it and let, I like that. But also I think when you just said you've sacrificed A, B, and C, I think, you know, if you're present, you are as much an entrepreneur as you are uh if you're, you're not, if you're, you're not a parent per se, but you're a parent to these other people and you take care of other people. But I am as much an entrepreneur as I am a mother. It's defi- they both define me. So you have to be present in both. You can't go show up to shoot tomorrow and do half ass, and you also can't be a friend or uh, you know do philanthropy, which I know you do half ass either. You have to just say I'm doing this to the full extent, and that sort of tends to be a balance that I think most people don't 
create. They feel so guilty all the time. I, we feel so guilty all the time, pulling and tugging and worrying and obsessing. And so I think that that's a good practice to feel just present in what you're doing and doing it to the best of the ability of your ability or don't do it. Yes. And anything I put my name on just like you, I'm not going to do it half-ass. I actually, people say to me, just vote it in tonight. I don't know how. If I could, I probably might, but right. I don't know how. My, right. my father, I, I had a, a very um, strong and amazing father who went through a lot. He had a, He had a company. He lost his company. He built himself back up. I watched that growing up. And I thought, you know, my parents are engineers. They don't sing. They never should sing. I don't do math. But... I'm telling you, it is. It. I'm also adopted, so it's a great match. God knew what He was doing when He put us together because I've learned the business part of show from my father. Interesting. And the show oh, wow. is what I do. Well, yeah, you can't have a career like yourself without being a business person, which is one of the things I want to get into. So, growing up in Oklahoma, that's where you're from. Yes. How long were you there? Uh, since third grade. And did your family have financial struggles? Were you relatively fortunate? What's the relationship to work and and money in your in your background in your DNA? Not in your DNA, but in your 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 uh, nurture environment. Yeah, um, my mom was a homemaker. My dad owned a, uh, worked to own a company, Chenoweth Construction. And then when I was about in the ninth grade. Um, some business dealings went awry, and instead of uh, collecting bankruptcy, he said... Filing for bankruptcy. Right? Yeah, he said, Kristen, don't ever do that. Pay your people, and if you have to move, and you have to sell your car, you do it. But don't you screw your people. Sorry. And um, It's okay. Then I saw that, and then I saw him... I mean, he was humbled. You know, we had nothing, then we had stuff, and then we had nothing again. And then right before I went to... I had that a lot, too. Okay, so you understand. So you know the value of the dollar. You definitely have made money in your career, but I assume that you don't mind spending, but you can't stand wasting. Can't stand getting ripped off. It's one of my... Like, I have to... You know, I talk, I, I, I'm a person of faith, so I have to go... Jesus, take the wheel so I don't lose my freaking mind right now because right. I know I'm being had and I can't have it. You know, exactly. And you must have money noise because if you grow up in a situation, I grew up at the racetrack, a lot of gambling, a lot of degenerates, drugs. We had cars in the driveway, then we had nothing. There was one room, my room's decorated, but we ate off a card table. So very highs and lows and gambling and like very degenerate lifestyle like a Vegas type kid lifestyle so that's action it's highs and lows so I I have money noise I probably will to the day I die you just you just it's coming it's going if you buy something you feel anxiety about it you have to make up for it so how do you must have that if you buy so okay here's what I do this is sick a little sick but my, my therapist says it's okay I love shoes I love fashion so if I'm gonna get a pair of shoes that's pricey Mm -hmm. I feel that I have to go and do a job to get it. Right. I understand. Or you have to, if you buy something, it has to be for something that you just did, a deal that you just signed. It has to be assigned to something. It's a treat. Yeah. It's a treat. I understand. Well, and I, it comes in ways with my daughter. And if I, if I buy her something, we have to donate two things. 
And I love that you're teaching her that. I had a mom very similar. I didn't have the same upbringing as you, but I had a mom who was there and said, no, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You can, we can have this, but we're going to donate every Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm not saying this to be like, uh, uh, uh. But every Thanksgiving, even tough ones, we would have our meal and then we would give, we would get, make a meal for somebody else that needed it. And I'm really, real, that's a practice I keep. And, you know, I, Bethany, I'm, I am not perfect, okay? I, but I do try, I do have a sensitivity to, to people who are struggling, who, who, are, yes. who are going through hard times. I have a sensitivity to it. I I see people with addiction. I see people with with um, you know splitting of the family. I in my within my own family. I see, and I just and I I I think especially during the pandemic, Bethany, I've been like, yes, okay. What the, think about what you're how, how you're going to help? And this isn't this again. This I am not. You're not patting yourself on the back. We know you're just talking about something. Yeah, I know. And I just think the more we can help each other, if this time hasn't taught us anything, then I don't know what it has taught us. I know, but it's weird because, um, you know, I was talking to my fiance. We were talking about just cars because one of us needed to get a car. And he was saying, I feel guilty that this is an expensive car thinking about what's going on in the world. Like there's a level. It's okay to have nice things and work hard, but then there's a level and you're looking at what people don't have. And I, you know, I'm doing an initiative for the homeless in New York because it's an example. It's happening all over the country, but it's an example of a city where everybody thinks it's the roaring 20s and it's back because the clubs are open and, and, and the restaurants are open and luxury goods are flying out of stores. The disparity is dangerous. What's going on is homeless people are aggressive and desperate. I've had two interactions, bad ones. Okay. And then you have billionaires and the culture right now is is to be a billionaire. Everybody wants to be a billionaire. Everybody wants to be rich. All we hear about is the stories of that. And so it's a real screw up because the disparity is too great. The separation will lead to like serious anarchy. I feel the same when I, I've been trying to support Broadway and well, I have been, I've been going to everything I can to see and I've, and I'm back on the road myself. I, I do well on the road and I don't, I don't worry about selling tickets. Yeah. People are still scared to come out. Yeah. And New York, though we're coming back, we are still in a pandemic people. I know. And every city. But as I talk about New York, I'm hearing it. Obviously, San Francisco's having a challenging time. California, everybody is. The whole thing is crazy. The South. Yes. Listen, yeah. if, if I don't get my people, and when I say my people, I say that with love. If they don't start understanding, and they're starting to get there, they're starting to get there, that we need to be, I'm sorry, if you're not a vaccination person or if anyone is listening is not, this is my opinion. If we don't get vaccinated and we don't wear our masks, we will not, we will be living with this for a long time. Your child, my kids that I take care of are the ones that suffer the most because we're adults, Bethany. We've had, if in and tomorrow, aren't we grateful? Aren't we thankful? These kids oh my God. are going to school yeah. in masks, are learning how to, in my case, they're, I just did a master class at um, Indiana University. They're learning how to sing with their masks on. And I'm like, oh my God, that's insanity. 
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to hear about who you actually are. So how did you 
how did you create this career? Like, how did what was this trajectory to get to be so successful? And what was your real big break and sort of the d- best decision or the road you chose to go down that got you on the right path to being successful at this level? When I was little, I knew I wanted to do ballet. I really wanted to be a ballerina. No, not a lot of people know that. But I was so petite and so little that and I had flat feet. I could turn, but I couldn't jump. Anyway, ballet taught me all forms of dance. Ballet is like the core of all dance. Then in church, I was about eight, and I got a solo, and I sang, and the church erupted. And I went, I like this feeling. Um, I don't know if that's narcissism or not, but I like that feeling. And That's connection. Connection. And then I, thank you. And then I was in the Nutcracker and I was too, listen to this one. I was too small to fit in the the mouse costume. So (laughs) think about that. So the teacher said, you're going to be, create the role of the rabbit. I said, I want to create a role. I want to be, but what, what I didn't know then and what I know now is I have created more roles than I have fit in. So the things, uh. the things that made me different, and this is who I am, the things that made me, I'm 4'11", I don't lead with that, but it's just the way God made me. I sound like mm-hmm. I'm Betty Boop. I answer the phone. People ask for my mother. Um, <sighs> I've accepted, you know, all the things about me that people said, you're never going to make it. And I went, Mm -hmm. there's a thing, whether you call it God, universe, or your gut. My, Mm -hmm. my, mine is God. So God said, Kristen, be patient. I'm not done with you. Just be patient. I went to school. My dad did whatever he could to get me to one of the best music schools in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City University. And I want to say that because a lot of famous people have graduated from there. And mm-hmm. he did, and it was a private university school, so even more money. And he, he got me there and he said, and, and I were, I, I thought if he's going to sacrifice for me and my parents are going to sacrifice me, I'm going to work my butt off. I spent every mm-hmm. waking moment in a practice room. I spent uh, time on all my languages because I was an opera major. Um, and... Then I went to, I was accepted to Academy of Vocal Arts when I was um, right after grad school, which they take about five, six people a year. And it's a very expensive, it's the best opera uh, conservatory we have in our country. And mm-hmm. right before it, I went to New York and auditioned for a show and I got it. Now, it doesn't always happen that way. I just went to help my friend. How old were you? I was 22. And okay. I went to help my friend move in. And I thought, I just want to go because I was a dancer too. And obviously I'm an actor first, but I went to the audition to see what it was like. And then I had a decision to make. So my career and myself personally, even in my personal life, have had forks in the road. Forks in the road. Are you going to go this way? 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 Um, On the back of my refrigerator, there is a thing that my dad gave me and I have it printed. It says, take up one idea Make that idea your life. Think of it. Dream of it. Live on that idea. Let the brain, muscles, nerves, every part of your body be full of that idea and just leave the other ideas alone. This is the way to success. Wow. Now, I have many things that I love to do. And he said, just you can add the S's. But if you love something and you want to do it, 
I, I love to do it. And the day that I don't want to do it anymore, Bethany, I won't. That's so funny that you say that. I feel the same way. And I also feel that it's, you know, for some people, there's, I don't want to say a desperation because I, def- I don't, I don't know Joan Rivers. I didn't know her, but it, th- in her documentary, she defined her life by the calendar being full. And I don't, if it's full, it's not full. I don't care. I'm happier when it's not full. When the tables go cold, I'll walk, I'll walk out of the casino. I won't be gripping on with both hands to just try to be something and be successful and be, it's just, you just, when it feels good, it feels good. And if it doesn't feel good anymore, you don't do it. Um, But you had, whether it's God, faith, or for you, it was God and faith, but for other people, it was in your gut. It sounds like you knew you, you can't know because you don't know how the story is going to end, but in your mind and body, you, and your heart, you knew you had it. You knew you had something special that you were going to go all the way. And I think people have to really clear their minds and souls and the other ideas like the, your refrigerator says and and just stick to that. Like if you feel it inside, that's your best friend is your inside voice. I love that. Also, too, we have to find the balance, right? Another part of me, Bethany, and I'm not I – I didn't mention this, is – um, I like to go to Target. Um, I like to eat at chain food restaurants. I like 7-Eleven Slurpees. I like to bedazzle. I like reality TV, as you know. Fashion. I like to read. I I I like to take a. I'm a I'm a little bit of a a nerd. I don't need to go out and party. I I I like parties, but I'm a nor. I like to bedazzle. Like I color during pandemic. I've been taking intricate coloring books with a very fancy sharpener because of course I can't do it anything halfway and I'm coloring the I I like that stuff so I'm not you're not defined by celebrity what you're saying is you have a whole a whole life you have a very full life your your life does not does not revolve around your career it happens to be an element of who you are as a woman and there are many other elements which I totally get I like the connection I like the communication I like the laughter I like the joke I like the comedy but I don't like to ever go out. I don't like to be outside of pajamas. I like to go on vacations with my fiance so I can like look like I get dressed up and put makeup on and take a picture of it and pretend that that's like what we do all year. But I am the same as you in that regard. I philanthropy, my daughter, pumpkin picking, just being at home with the dogs. I'm a very extreme homebody. So- oh, me too. And my dog is my everything. Oh, can I just interrupt you and tell you something that you did that really inspired me? I think it's important that we as women tell. Um, I watched you on The Housewives. I am a dedicated, not so much anymore um, with New York, but I'm a dedicated housewife watcher. Um, But when you took the planes and took the money and took the food to exactly... I told Jill, our mutual friend, I said, if I could do that, I would get on a plane with her right now and do that. To me, you were done with the show then. Well, thank you. But you'll like that. It's like a business. Honestly, it's it functions like a business. It's just that 100% goes to the people. But I treat it exactly the same way. So every time... I feel passionate about um, right now it's a homeless issue. It was the PPE issue. It's the hurricanes. It's the earthquakes. If I feel passionate about it and I feel like uh, Haiti, we've just done $5 million to Haiti, uh, a a lot of money to Louisiana. It's something I've gotten a skill set for. It's just like your craft. I've literally have a a skill set for this 
work to be able to mobilize, organize, execute, implement, communicate, be transparent, get the money, and 100% goes to the people. But it's we have an organized warehouse. I mean, it's it's a very it's like a business. It's just you know a, a charitable business. So not for me. I have a charity too, uh, a, 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 a theater in my hometown where I have a camp for kids who you know, and I and it's a business. It is not. It's, a, it's yeah, and you. But it's more important because you can't make any mistakes. Everybody's watching you even more because there's so much scandal in philanthropy and there's so much misconception and lack of transparency and wasted money and people don't know where their money's going to that it's really important that people know exactly where every single solitary cent is going and people don't have money now to be giving agree so so um so you're 411 you're this cute sweet doll so i wonder how that is with you being you know tough being a little do people just think oh you're just cute let her just sit in the corner and look pretty yeah i think um Especially, especially when I first started out, and then my secret weapon was when I opened my voice to sing "Coloratura Soprano." But then, what happened? I think it started when I was about thirty-five, maybe. I became aware that that was my sniper from the side. Excuse me for that expression. It was my secret weapon. Um, mm-hmm. People don't expect me to have a brain. I do have a master's degree and, and a doctorate. And I do, I do enjoy using that when it, when it's, um, fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. Maybe that doesn't make me, maybe I'm showing not the nicest side of me, but when someone, um, treats me, uh, really stupid, my mom says, you know, you can destroy somebody with, and do it with a, with a smile. It's crazy. But I will say, and very eloquently what I know. And I'm not a right. genius, but I I have been to the barbecue, picnic, and the rodeo. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you a business person? Are you good at business? Do you do you have or do you build a team around you to be able to sustain this? What and do you consider yourself a brand? And if so, what is the brand? And what are you building towards? So interesting um, that you're asking me about branding. Let me start with the people around me. I've hired very very wise people around me, and we do the best we can. Sometimes I don't make the right, but lots of times I do. You know who I trust the most is my my father. And he's the one that told me one time in a contract because I always want a 16-footer Steinway when I'm doing concerts. And if I don't get that, then I get reimbursed, you mm-hmm. know, for that rental of that piano. And mm-hmm. he, he said, hey, uh, did you check this contract? I said, yeah, yeah, I read it. I read it. And he goes, yeah, you didn't really read it because you're, mm. you're, not, you're not getting the pianos. So, he, so I, I know I'm 53 years old, but I still – I'm lucky enough to have a father who was in business wow. and I can run everything by him. Now, I also have a kick-ass business manager, um, but ultimately I'm the boss and I mm-hmm. have to make, oh, no. and I have to make the decisions and I think I'm doing pretty well. I don't like business. Like, like I don't, like you said, you know, that's where you, I, I like the getting out there and performing in different languages and trying to slay an audience. And I like to play a part that's challenging and I like to do albums and I like to do TV and stuff like that. That's where I get off. But business is part of it. And I, if I'm not, 
I, I have gotten better. How's that? I have become wiser and gotten better. I'm sounding like I'm bragging. I don't mean to. I'm just saying I've grown. I've evolved. No, you, 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 you like the show, but you don't love the business. But that's very important to know what you know and know what you don't know. You may have, you've learned it like learning case law over the years and the mistakes that you've made. But I'm just very much, I am a business person because I'm the idea person, the the marketer, the executor, and I have a good business sense, but I'm not good at the weeds, the business contract weeds and things like that. And it's, it can really screw you. It's the one thing I tell the listeners all the time. You have no idea. I have a couple of things now that I, that I just didn't think of every single thing in contracts and it ends up costing you money. So if you learn anything, you must think of anything that could possibly happen because it just might things are very entangled it's a whole web this 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 career that that you and i have and you um, you start you find yourself like am i a pessimist because i'm going what else just do the worst possible case scenarios every time but no it's just that you're protecting yourself because who wants to pay for stuff that you don't want to that that was a mistake and I've, I'm doing it. I do it. All, I do it a lot. Too much. Do you? Um, what have been your biggest like break, biggest successes, and your biggest mistakes? Like, sort. I hate to say failures, but I, I've learned more from my failures than my successes. But things where it's just like, wow, I really screwed that up, or wow, that was we nailed that. You know, th- that kind of thing. Um, you know, it'll never happen the way it happened the first time. I was, I was, um on Broadway and You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown in 1999. And the review was, you know, back back when, and I think the New York Times still, people still read it and reviews still count. But in my, in my business, influencers and and different things like that have changed, okay? It changed the business. But right. um, uh, the New York Times could open it and close a show. And these reviews came in, all of them, not just the Times, and it was, my, my life changed overnight. And I think it's because I was, I had prepared and I, I had prepared vocally and, and, and technically for it, but I wasn't quite ready for the, the overnight change. Um, I've had a lot of great friends in my life who've helped me be like, like, you're still Christy from Oklahoma. Just like, don't worry about it. Um, but that was, it'll never happen like that again. Winning the Emmy, that was the time. It will never happen like that again. But for me, the things that I feel that are the biggest things are not the things that, I mean, Wicked is something, and West Wing and Glee, those are th- people, people, you know, they go that, that, that. But for mm-hmm. me, um, getting to do, for me, um, the opera Candide with the New York Phil. Pops and 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 filming it for great performances, things like that. That mm-hmm. is where I really go. I was in my prime. I got to sing the way I was trained to operatically and be funny and play a dream role. Um, last time I was on Broadway, I played a dream role uh, on the 20th century. It's not a it's not a show that a lot of people know, but these are the ones that I look at and go. I, I did, I accomplished that, that I was so hard. It was so hard. The hardest role for any woman is that show. And I, right. I, I accomplished it. So those are the ones that, and then in my personal life, um, it's not been as easy. Okay. 
And I don't mind talking about it. I think I should talk about it because I want other women to understand that I didn't feel that for the longest time I deserved to have the great career and a great relationship. I thought it had to be one or the other. I didn't understand that you could actually if you if you're very if you're very selective. And I've had some great guys in my life, but they weren't the right ones until last week. Yay! You're engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. Last week. Last week. Wow. Oh my goodness. Where, when, why, how? What what happened? Um I met him at my niece's wedding. He was playing the guitar. He's a Nashville musician. You know what is important? I'm an alpha female. He is, he, oh, trust me, he's a, he's a man. But he is mm-hmm. a balance. Got it. He keeps me kind of, like when I get my panties in a wad, he, he. I have the same relationship. Okay. <laughs> he, okay. You're the peacock. You can't have two, two people jumping off the page. He's, he's, right. He doesn't want to steal, lie cheat he wants to love me and just build me up and and still do his gigs right he's secure in his own skin yeah and it's been three years and i never thought it would happen i've been the runaway bride twice and i finally went okay god i'm listening this is the person and i'm very happy Ah, that's so nice because I was going to ask, and usually it's to people who've been married for decades, which doesn't mean that their relationship is perfect. And I, you know, certainly haven't had perfect relationships in my life, but, um, and I don't think there is one, but what is, uh, your definition of success in relationship for, is it, um, that you, you, you each have your own identity and that you're ultimately just a partnership. If it's important to them, it's important to you. What, what are your things that get you through? And do you do therapy? What do you think about relationships? Like, what's your take? Those things that you just said are really important. Partnership. Um, when, when I know Josh, something's important to him, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best when he, when he knows I'm under the gun and I, Sorry, I keep using these expressions that are no longer okay. You have to forgive me and your listeners have to forgive me because I'm still learning. No, I know I said it doesn't jive this morning and I thought to myself, am I getting in trouble because of saying the word jive? Like, I don't know. We don't know everything. So people will forgive. You know, we've been saying things forever that we don't even know if it's right. The blind leading the blind. That's not nice. I mean, nothing's nice to say. Still birds with one stone. I mean... Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I say that too to my daughter. And I'm like, I don't want to kill birds. It's you don't you'd have to be studying all day, all night to learn everything that's wrong Please, to can say. We, I want to be in on that because now in baseball, I'm a sports lover. Um, you know, I was engaged to a, a baseball player a long time ago, a, a left handed pitcher. And now you can't say it. they're warming up in the bullpen. <laughs> anyway. <Okay. laughs> yeah, that's a whole thing. Like, we all have to get a couple of strikes before we get it right because that's probably going to – yeah, you don't know. Anyway, all right, so you were talking – about- Um, he – here's my thing. I didn't realize, and maybe this is where I failed in my relationships in the past, compromise. Compromise is a very important word to have endurance for your relationships. Compromise um, – And I think that's what you were saying earlier. It's like, if I know that watching the Arkansas uh, Ole Miss game is important for him and I want to watch, you know, the housewives, I'm going to stay and I'm going to watch, you know, he's going to, I'm going to do that. If I need 
quiet time to focus and get into my Carnegie Hall concert, he's going to give it to me. Compromise. If if something comes along and I have a huge job and somebody were to, God forbid, pass away in his family, everything's dropped. I will go and be with him. And he would do it for me. Right. Yeah. And also, I feel that, you know, people say this and it doesn't sound because we're also older. You know, I, I'm we're both over 50. And when you're younger, you thought it was some the prince was coming and you were wearing the big dress and that's all that mattered. And, and the carriage and, you know, everything was going to be great. And then you were just going to be glued to the other person, codependent for the rest of your life and live happily ever after. I mean, it's just when you have a relationship when you're older, the, it becomes terms and like sort of constructs that are not as sexy, meaning you're ultimately negotiating. It's not in, it doesn't sound sexy, but you're saying like, okay, this, you really want to do this. My fiance calls it wants and needs. Like what, what do I, this is what I want, but this is what I need. Like that's not negotiable. And you'll say like, I really want to do this. You really want to do this. And then sometimes if you're just breaking down and you need to do something for yourself, you have to just say like, this is now affecting my health. So I have to do it this way. I mean, and then the other person understands and it just becomes because sometimes in the beginning of relationships, you sort of are battling to be who you always were and, 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 and hold what's yours and hold who you are. And you do want to do that. But it's also important to know that that person is doing the same thing. So you have to find a way for those two concepts to come together. You know, like. Well said. I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take that. I'm going to rewind it because and I think all people in relationships should because that's what we are doing. And. It's working. Yeah, and I don't think I could have ever been before a person who really says, like, we don't fight. But it's not that we don't disagree or bicker. It's that fighting is on net. Like, you're fighting. You're like, you don't say things you don't mean. And fighting doesn't get you anywhere. You're, 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 you know, your partner's with the person. You're in the foxhole. So it's good to be older and learn. And it's, you know, funny because I have an assistant who's in her 20s and all her friends are getting married and she gets worried that, you know, they're all getting married. I go, this is one group. Like, and I'm, I don't mean to say this to be rude because they may all be married forever, but I had a group at 26 too when I got married and they all got married and they're all divorced because everybody just wanted what everyone else had and everybody was in one little bubble. Like you have the whole entire world. Focus on your life and your career. It's all going to happen. But you think this is all real right now and it's not all necessarily real. It doesn't mean 26-year-old marriages don't work. It just means there, there, there are many different roads to Rome. So I just think it's great that you're having a relationship at this age. And it's not that easy to not be selfish at this age because you've been doing it your way. You're a survivor and you've done it on your own. So that's harder to, you know, let your guard down and be in a relationship. So it's good that you're sort of. And I've had to, Bethany, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go in the middle of nowhere and stay in Nowheresville. And I'm not going to do that because of what I've become accustomed to. But guess what? I'm doing it, and turns out, not so bad. Kind of love it. Also, you said something about earlier, and I wanted to go, because it kind of goes into this a little bit. Help me make the connection. It's called branding. Now, I didn't grow up knowing what branding was, doing branding, because we didn't have social media, and we just did talent, right? And... Kids today, I, I do a lot of master classes. When I come into to a town to do a concert, I, I, I go to colleges and I hear what they say. And they, the question I get most asked is, guess, how do I become a star? And I say, I don't know. All I know is if you, if you work your butt off and you want to do this, 
then it will land where it may. But if you want to be a star, I don't know, go make a sex video. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to go. That's the frosting. That's the frosting. That's not the cake. It's not the right thing to be saying. And the one thing I'll say that everybody on this show has said that is successful, except for one person, and has, has meant it's never been about the money. They have the passion. They have the drive. Wolfgang Puck, he has one house. He said he has one house. He doesn't want more. He never sold his brand because he didn't do this for money. He likes the passion. Cheryl, Cheryl Sandberg came from a, an academic household. Like, it was never about money. It was about, you know, passion and just needing to help people, you know, have access to education. And just, it's fascinating. People who, it's fool's, fame is fool's gold. Being a star is fool's gold. That's the frosting. It's not real. No. And you're still the same person. Just everybody else thinks you've changed. I think Rosie O'Donnell said that years ago that she felt a certain amount of emotional pain because she was the same exact person, but everybody else had changed. And, you know, we're flawed people. And if you're flawed and you're famous, it's harder because everybody wants you to be on this pedestal, which is why it's better to be honest, because it seems very challenging for these people that are constantly having to be perfect on Instagram and filtering. And they want everybody to think they're so rich and perfect and their relationships are perfect. And that seems insustained. I don't know how you could live like that, having to look perfect every time you leave the house. I actually put on a little bit of makeup for you today, but I most of the time wear a hat and a mask. And by the way, the mask's great for us. We just put the mask on and I don't wear it. I don't do it. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For me, being turning 50 was not, I didn't care about the number, I didn't care about the concept, but having a daughter and thinking about age and having certain medical things, having to get, have a mammogram scare last week and have the second mammogram, having uh, this dentist, uh, this negligent case where they told me I needed a crown, ground my tooth to the bottom and then couldn't put a crown on for a week. And then I needed an emergency root canal. All of these things are not about what they're about, but you're just like, wait a second, I don't have teeth anymore. Like, meaning that ground down tooth, I- I'm not getting that tooth back. Like second mammogram scam, cysts on your ovary. Like you start to think about things differently because you're over 50. So it's just, you're like, your car has more than 50,000 miles on it. Think shit's going to start going wrong. And that will give you insecurity. It's not about vanity for me. It's just that like the goddamn car has to be serviced more and it still isn't going to get back to being a new car. So that's how I feel about over 50. And everybody who's on Instagram wearing hot bikinis and, you know, looking great with their big extensions still feels that way. And getting pregnant at 55, please. Yeah, but they're still, they are still a car that has over 50,000 miles on it. It's just no matter how good they look on Instagram, they, they still have, they're still a vintage car. So how do you feel about all this? First of all, a little, I, I do need to say this because it comes into my insecurity. My fiance is almost, almost 14 years younger. I want to remain <laughs> as, as good as I, I want to remain my possible best as long as I can. However, I too have had, I, were we? Josh is listening, laughing. Last week I had a mammogram scare too, and I've had that for three times, and we have to watch it carefully. I do all my liver stuff, and I have like this weird thing. I don't mind sharing. Um, it's just a it's a hematoma. It grows it grows as you age, and your it's it's benign. It's nothing, but it's in my liver. I don't drink, so it's like hmm, um, like. It's nothing. It's it's just a thing. I'm a former dancer, so when I get out of bed every day, I can't feel my feet. The bottoms of my feet are like knives. So 
it's not about, yes, I want to look good, but I don't need to look 20. I don't even want to look 30 or 40. I When people say, you're 53, I'm going to go, thank you. Yes, I am. But things are going south. If I don't work out, and I hate working out because I danced my whole life. I hate gyms. Things are happening to my body that I'm like, that I could usually work out in two weeks and then be like, Type. Oh, I, I, yeah, no, no, no. It's not the same. And the bloat is different and it's weird. And sometimes you just feel like an alien and you're not sure why. And then just the little thing of being in the shower and you can't read the goddamn shampoo bottle. And that is not making you feel sexy. Like you're like, I don't know if this is shampoo or conditioner. The fucking font is ridiculous. And I have a fiance who's nine years younger, which isn't 14, but I just say, and he looks like a child. He looks like he's 18 years old. I'm like, put some fucking baby oil on, go outside, burn your face, Start aging now. He sleeps like a baby. He wants to go to bed at 10 o'clock. Like, this is not funny. So it's like, I'm like, you start, I'm going to definitely keep aging because I don't sleep and I'm a maniac. So something has to give here. Otherwise, you're going to look 20 and I'm going to look 90. So it, the gap has to be bridged, okay? Eat crap. Start drinking lots of alcohol. Do something. You look like a beautiful baby b- with perfect skin and you have gorgeous hair and it's not fucking going that great. So I won't let him shave. He has a like scrub. I'm like, don't you dare shave. You're look 12. And you know, for a long time I looked young and then all of a sudden it wasn't 50. It was like a year ago, maybe during the pandemic where I went, Oh my God, I look like the lady getting out of the tub at The Shining. Right, I understand (laughs) because you're thin, but I know that look, you're like, hi, I look like there's something about Mary. I know. I got the whole thing. Believe me. We, we, we agree. So, so that's the physical part. And then, but so you're not that, you're not that vain. You just want to like try once in a while to like hit it out of the park. I want people to go, whoa, right then. Once in a while. Just like, all right, she still looks pretty good. (laughs) Got it. But it doesn't define you. You're not trying to be holding on and you're not. It never did because I was always little. No one took, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying no one took me seriously. Mm I I I, ne- I never led with my looks ever. I I never did. I led with what I could offer musically. Well, that's a great thing to say to people because that's the thing. We're all going to get older and if you have if you focus on your brain and being, well, this woman said to me years ago, we were young, we we're in our 20s. New Year's Eve, I want to look like the hottest girl there tonight on New Year's Eve. I said, and why wouldn't you want to be the most interesting woman there? So just be interesting, stand out, use your personality. You know, we have humor, we have passion. For every hot for every hot girl, there's a guy sick and tired of fucking her is what they say. Meaning you cannot just rely on your looks. Do you remember the movie? I'm sorry, I'm going off thing, but do you remember the movie with Michael Douglas and Archer, who was beautiful, and Glenn Close, who was also pretty? Fatal attraction. It's it's like, why would you cheat on Ann Archer? What do you mean? Fisher Stevens. And and why would you cheat on Michelle Pfeiffer? <laughs> We're all going through the same stuff. So, you know, there's a lot that go, that goes into it. Yeah, I couldn't believe that one. And I saw him on Succession and I was like, wait, that's the man. Oh my God, Succession is so good. 
I know, but he's a wonderful actor, and I'm sorry, Fisher Stevens, and I hope you come on the podcast, and don't take it wrong, because you're lovely. We love you, Fisher. You made a mistake a long time ago. Don't worry about it. (laughs) We love you, Fisher. We're sorry. I don't want to be canceled for Fisher Stevens. It just, maybe it's not even true, but if it's true, one day there is a person who's probably cheated on, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, and and that's that's scary. I've been cheated on. It doesn't feel good. Exactly. It's not all about look. So this may or may not be a relevant question and we can finish after this because you may have answered it, but your rose and your thorn of your career. My rose is easy. It's my favorite relationship. And maybe this is why I'm in therapy (laughs) is the relationship between the artist and the audience. I love it because if you listen as an artist, you can, they will tell you they will speak to you and tell you what they like and what they're responding to. And I also like to be in the audience to watch. I was at six last night. Go see it. I also saw Tina. Go see it. Um, my thorn is I have a disease and um, it's called Meniere's. And it is this, they're all cousins, epilepsy, vertigo, and migraine. And, um, of all things to have as a performer, like things that trigger it are flashing lights. <laughs> so the night I won the Emmy, I, you know, and migraine. So I went to the hospital. Um, that's, oh my God. That's my thorn. That's my thorn. But it's worth it. A lot of people have crosses to bear. A lot of people have way worse crap than I do. Um, I deal with it with a low salt diet. I sleep on an incline. I also have TMJ, so I have to sleep with a mouth guard. No, I have a mouth guard too. And you need to get the gummier one because I've been using the thin ones and the gummier ones are more protective. I felt like I was getting, I, I didn't use it for a while. You don't know about this? No, everybody thinks that I've had, I've, I have not had plastic surgery and I will one day. I have not had any, except Botox. To this because- okay, no, yeah, listen, I'm not, I have not had plastic surgery. I apologize to everybody that says that I disappoint them. I, I would tell you if I did. I have not had plastic surgery anywhere. People tell me, okay, but people think I had reconstructive facial pet plastic surgery because I had jowls. Because years and years, the dentist told me to get a night guard. I ignored them. And it's building up a muscle. It's like a bicep curl. Botox in your jaw is what releases it. It started in Asia. You Botox and it releases the muscle and it made my, you can't do it in one day. It's like a gradual thing, but it made my face completely different because my whole life I've ground and my whole life I had this, these jowls, this, this jaw. And look at our jawline. I mean, we both have it. I get Botox too. There. Yeah. So just so everybody know that that's a serious thing and grinding is a serious thing. And wow, um, this was an incredible, incredible, incredible conversation. I'm so glad Jill introduced us. We met once before at a party, but now again, and I'm just so proud of you and I'm so happy that you're engaged and happy. And it sounds like you're- You too. You deserve You're open it. to like- Well, you too, but being like a work in progress, you're very honest about that. And I think that helps women. And- you, we kept coming back to connection. I keep thinking of like connection spelled with a K for you as a book or as something, but you keep talking about your favorite thing in your life and your career and everything being about the connection. So I just think there's something there for whatever. Thank you for that. I'm going to listen to that because it is the most important thing to me. And yeah, and I really, I'm, I'm, I'm ending with this because again, I'm mad. I didn't think of it. Oh, the glasses. I know. 
Well, I'll send, send, you'll give us your prescription number and we'll send you the readers too because we have tons of amazing readers. We have thousands of glasses. It's crazy. So I love you, honey bun. Take care of yourself. Bye. That cute man, tell him I said to get out in the sun, drink some Jack Daniels, all right? Ah, oh, what a wonderful conversation with Kristen Chenoweth. These women have been really, really open and interesting. I mean, I'm just remembering back to Suzanne Summers and Kelly Ripa, which was one of our highest, uh, you know, I don't know if rated or listened to, but I just feel like there's so much to learn from these women, the Brooke Shields telling their stories. Just, I don't know. I just love it. I'm so excited. This is really working out so incredibly well. And that was such a beautiful conversation with a woman who is admittedly flawed, uh, going through it, not trying to be something she's not. Really wonderful. I'm just so grateful. And my publicist, Jill Fritzo, recommended that she come on and represents her. And just wonderful. I just I want to keep having conversations with women like this that are just telling the truth. Really, no bullshit. Wonderful. Wonderful. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.